All right, you guys, you get just me again solo this week, but this is something that I personally believe that I am quite an expert in, and I'm really excited to share all of my tips, tricks, inspiration with you guys so that you can start utilizing this in your business, especially if you have an online business or you sell, you use online to market yourself in any way, shape, or form. And this is really going to help you achieve success, in my opinion. So today we're going to be talking about utilizing your presence on social media, creating a personal brand so that people you know, know, love, trust you, and then therefore choose to buy something from you, whether that is a digital product, a service, anything that you are selling in general. Uh, This can also be really helpful for using social media just in your personal day-to-day life and just how social media is starting to grow and just overall, like just how the world is growing and changing when it comes to sales and especially uh, using your social media to make more money. So without further ado, let's jump into it. Welcome back to The Daily with Emily, where I'll be serving you your fix of all things entrepreneur life, bigger and bolder selling, and the tough love mindset that you probably needed to hear. Okay, so the first place that we need to start in this conversation is that people are just not buying the way that they used to buy. So think about back, like for me, I'm going to be 30 in a few months here. And when I think back to me in my high school years, like let's even just say 10 years ago, maybe even like, let's go a little further back. Like let's put me back to like when I'm like 15. I remember going to the drugstore or to the mall and you would see these you know, pictures of beautiful women and, you know, the makeup, like let's, let's use mascara for an example. You'd see these, the, the models on the billboards or on the, the marketing posters, I'll call them, uh, in, in these stores. And these women have these like beautiful eyelashes. And that was enough to like make you choose that mascara. You'd be like, yeah, like that looks great. Oh my God. Her eyelashes are so long. I'm going to choose that one. But now things have really shifted. We're we're really craving that authenticity of seeing people on YouTube, on TikTok, on Instagram, posting their feedback, their reviews, their immediate reaction to using a product, whether this may be makeup. I think that makeup is just a really easy one for me. That's where my mind goes to when I think of marketing. But this could be for anything. You know, how many times have you guys been on social media these days and you've seen somebody who you enjoy, you've connected with some sort of an influencer and they've talked about a pair of pants or a vacation that they went on and that's made you want to go and purchase that same thing. We really trust these people. And it's so interesting because most of these people are online and they're actually showcasing their lives to some extent, right? And we're liking this more. When I say authenticity or things that are authentic, it's these little pieces that makes this person unique. So think back to Instagram, even like four years ago, five years ago. 
everything was about perfection. We wanted everything to be really curated. Our feeds, like we had the same color schemes and, you know, you would typically want to recommend posting like an infographic and then a reel or a picture, an infographic, a reel or picture. I mean, reels weren't a thing back that far, that long ago, but you get the idea, right? Like everything was curated. We wanted it to look really appealing to the eye. And you were essentially creating that brand where people would know your brand because they were seeing your colors. Maybe your face was posted and they would just kind of like know what your work was and what you were selling. But now we're not doing that. We actually, most people are pulling away from that perfectionism. And it's really an interesting point. And I, for myself, when, when I logically think of this and why this is happening, because we can all have a theory on it and all these psychological little ailments that are making people buy this way. But I think that we've really come to an interesting place that we are very much aware that people are not perfect. People have the same confidence issues or limiting beliefs, holdups, things that we're embarrassed of, other people have those same things. And we're really, really, oh my God, the, the, the key word for today's episode is going to be authentic because we're really, really seeing other people talk about the problems in their lives in a really uplifting and amazing way that I personally love to see. And that is helping create this narrative where we're like, okay, we're all similar and we all are, you know, just going through the world. And so now like when we see these, you know, perfect women or these perfect people where their house is always clean and perfection, yeah, that might be enjoyable to look at for some amount of time, but that's not necessarily creating this trust and these little key points that we're going to talk about that are going to help you want to essentially trust that person and then go ahead and buy from them. Um, I'll just share like a really quick little story of mine. And some, this is where I had this aha moment on social media. So there's this woman, I don't actually know what her name is, but her social media handle is Glamzilla, I believe. Uh, she is, oh my God, it was, I love her stuff. And it, she's literally gorgeous. Like she has the most amazing lips, skin, like everything about her is amazing. But she was overweight. And then she lost a lot of weight. I believe that her story is that she got a um, gastric bypass surgery. I believe. Don't quote me on that. That's what I interpreted. interpreted. But so she lost weight. Me and her do not have similar bodies whatsoever. But her story around her weight loss and how her body looks now, she has excess skin. She's, you know, she's got um, her stomach that she talks a lot about that she was trying to cover up and she was ashamed of. And she tells these stories about going to the doctor and she's like lost, I don't even know, an insane amount of weight at this point, like a hundred and something pounds. And she went to the doctor recently and the doctor told her, oh my God, like you're still, you're still obese. And she was like, bitch, like I've lost all this weight and all these little things that for me, I've struggled with my weight since I was young. And, or I've always felt that I struggle with my weight no matter what. We, I have a whole episode on that. But I related to her because these are issues or things that I personally have gone through as well, going through doctor's appointments and not feeling comfortable talking about certain things or having your doctor tell you, oh, hey, like you should lose 20 pounds. And it's like, yeah, cool, thanks, I'm trying. So 
her sharing the story, it makes me not only love her as a creator and thinks that, you know, she does amazing makeup and she's beautiful and I like trust what she's talking about, but now I have a connection with her in a way that I don't connect with somebody else. There's another girl and I can't think of her name when it comes to makeup. It's going to probably come to me later in this episode. Oh my God. Crispy? (laughs) I don't know. Um, Anyway, but she was, she actually had a very similar shaped body to me in a world of all these like tiny, tiny women, especially back in the day. And she had a very, very similar body to me. So I loved watching. I I never really have been into YouTube. It's just not the way that I personally like to take in information. But watching her, like I would follow her on social media because I was like, oh, not only do I love the makeup, but I loved how she showcased her body. She was a a curvier woman. Like she's not overweight or anything, but she just had a shape to my, like a similar shape to me. And I could see her, you know, going and buying these luxury items and, and wearing these clothes that were revealing and really, you know, sexy. And she looked amazing, but this was before the whole like BBL and like curvy women was really celebrated. So seeing that with her, I, it created that, that trust for me. And for me talking about bodies, you know, your thing could be that you're, if you're listening to this, your thing could be completely different for why you might relate to somebody. Maybe it's somebody who has acne or rosacea or who has dry scalp or who has thinning hair, like whatever it is, like whatever type of insecurity that you have and you're so ashamed of and you don't want to talk about and you feel like you're the only person going through it. Now we see these creators online and they're talking about things that are similar to you. You, Like literally any issue that you have, you could probably find somebody online who's talking about it in a really nice, like authentic way that makes you feel good about yourself. And it's doing the opposite because back, you know, even five years ago, we were seeing everything was, as I stated before, perfectionism. And really it just made, I think it did the opposite. It was really making everyone feel shitty about themselves. They wanted to go ahead and buy the makeup because they want to be pretty or whatever. And we still see that nowadays. I'm not saying that that's not the case. We always are always wanting the bigger and better thing, but just to showcase exactly what's happening in the industry. And we have seen this with YouTube where people are showcasing their lives doing doing like vlogs and stuff. But now we just have seen such a change in how we do social media, especially in my opinion, once TikTok came out. So now it's really interesting because think of yourself on social media and are you following large brands like Walmart, you know, like, let's just say like L'Oreal for mascara. I go to, do you guys remember that on TikTok with, with Michaela? And I think it was called like mascara gate or something. Cause she <laughs> put on that telescopic mascara and she literally had strip lashes on. Like I do eyelash extensions. I used to do makeup. So I've used <laughs> strip lashes like that, or she, they were like cluster lashes. Um, Um, so I, she very much, she very, very much had, had strip or had fake eyelashes on with that mascara, but just to give you an idea, these big brands, you're not following them on social media. These big brands are paying influencers a lot of money to showcase their products. And we've seen this for a while going on now, but now I think it's just so much more obvious. And especially looking at TikTok and now we have shorts on YouTube and we have reels on Instagram and we're really 
we're just seeing this more and more, right? Like you, that is how these brands are selling their products. They're, they're hiring influencers to talk about their products because people are craving that authenticity. You're not looking at that model on that billboard and saying, whoa, I'm going to go buy that L'Oreal, which like maybe, maybe, you know, at, cer- at some certain level, right? If you're at the drugstore, but typically now we are going to TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube as our search engine. And then that's where we get, we're finding the best products to buy and the best, you know, whatever we want to go ahead and, and purchase. For me, I teach people a multitude of different things online through online courses. I actually, <laughs> I'm kind of going through this pivotal point. This is such a side, side note, side tangent, going through such a big pivotal point. And it's funny how everything just kind of blends together and Things just always will come to where they need to be. We take chances, we do things online, or we do things in our businesses, and we're just doing life. And then all of a sudden it comes to a place because I look back and I'm like, I went on like such like off-road, <laughs> off-road the course from the beauty industry. And I went and did my health coaching program. And then I, you know, was dabbling in that for probably about a year, maybe a year and a bit. And then I came back to the beauty industry. And then now where I'm heading in my business, it's really, it's just all, it just comes together. I think you just always have to do every choice you make. It's always there for a reason. And especially when you look back at life and you're like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Because now as I move forward, uh, and I'm actually going back through my holistic health coaching program, because there was so much good, valuable information in there. As I move forward in my business and things change, and I start to move away from the beauty industry, especially when it comes to my teaching and my education, because I just, I don't know, things, things happen and things change. And it's always for a greater good, uh, whether it might not seem that way in the moment. But if you're selling something, anything online, people crave knowing who you are, the things that make you tick, the thing, your weird little quirks, your things that you love, food recommendation, product, product recommendations, I see, I think this is probably one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make. And as we get into talking about tips and tricks and things that you need to be doing online, I think for me, one thing for the biggest takeaway is that when I am a consumer on social media, let's talk Instagram for a second because I see this the most with Instagram because usually if you're on TikTok, this isn't really the case. But on Instagram, You see the people with the logo on their profile picture. You see their fun little business name and there's nothing about them. They're posting pictures of products that they sell, services that they sell, and there's nothing about them. So this is so easily forgettable, you guys. So let's talk about some tips and tricks that you need to be doing on your social media in order to create that trust like ability. And then you're going to sell bigger, harder. And honestly, you're going to have a lot of fun doing this stuff. It might seem scary at the beginning, but trust me when I say (laughs) I went from the person, oh my God, if I look back at my old stuff on my health coaching page, um, it is literally detrimental. Like I, sometimes I, it pops into my mind. This is when I first started doing reels and I'm like, yeah, that is so uncomfortable and so cringy, but there's always going to be that growth 
period. With growth, there's comes growing pains. And now I'm so comfortable when I get on online and talk about things and show my face. Um, so, you know, take, take that story as, as you will. I think that it's so easy to just feel uncomfortable. And so because we feel uncomfortable, we're not going to go ahead and make those changes. But taking action, you guys, messy action is the biggest, most important piece, I believe, in owning a business. You have to just do. Everyone is so focused on having everything figured out before they take these leaps. Stop. That, you cannot do that. You literally just need to dive in and you'll learn as you go. No one is paying that much attention to you if you put a cringy reel on one time or a couple times, whatever. So just get on. No one's going to remember when you're successful and you're doing amazing. No one's going to think back and be like, oh my God, did you see that annoying thing that Emily put on? No. So first things first, I personally believe that if you are your own brand, So if you own a salon or you're like a a bigger company, this maybe won't apply to you. But if you are the face of whatever it is that you're selling, you need to have your name somewhere in your business name on your social media. So the fun names, like I love it. Like that's great. Like I remember like that was that, that I wanted so badly to be the person with the fun social media name. But the problem with this, unless you are a very large known brand, your name is going to be forgettable. So think about yourself when you're on social media. Think about when you go to go message somebody on social media and you're trying to remember their fun, funky business name. Chances are you're not going to remember it. You're going to sit there and be like, right, like was she, did she have like lashes in it? Or was it like, I, you know, like that, it just doesn't work. Chances are like, you're probably going to remember it eventually, but it's a lot harder to remember. So when you think about your name on social media as well. So you're going to be more memorable. People are going to remember you by your name. And that's such a big piece as well, because we want to be remembered by our name. Your name alone makes you more trustworthy because they get to know a piece of your life. So if your name was like my old, oh my God, (laughs) my old name was Bliss Lashes. Like that tells you nothing. I didn't even have my name posted in my caption because, or sorry, in my bio because who knows what I was thinking, but I had clients coming to me And they literally did not even know my name. So now it's so important to me. I've changed that. I was was lashed with Emily for quite some time. Now I've changed it. It's just, it's Emily Lywood because things are changing. I don't want, again, I don't want to be just represented in my lash business. So we're expanding and broadening our horizons. So that's first things first. You need to put your name, if worst case scenario, in your bio. And if it's not in your bio, it needs to, the best place for it to be is in your actual Instagram handle, your social media handles. The next thing you need to do, and this is very, very scary for people, but I personally do believe you need to be posting your face to some extent on your social media. I do not care, you guys. If you are uncomfortable with how you look, I I get it. I, I literally understand this. I used to 
take reels or record reels and I would have to be in the perfect angle so my teeth didn't look crooked and I had to have my head tilted at this perfect angle so that you couldn't see my double chin and that was it. My hair had to be perfect. I had to have makeup on. I wasn't really aware of how to use filters when I first started because I was so such a newbie when it came to this. <laughs> but I'm sure I've had in the past my my fil- my my filters that make me look like I literally just came out of plastic surgery. Also, don't post those. Like you want your face to look as natural as possible. That we have some really good filters now where we don't look as you know insane. Like we just got a facelift. Uh, but because we again, you want to we don't want to be hiding behind a different face on social media, right? So that's another little just side note of something else to do. But when you when it comes to posting your face, it's going to feel uncomfortable at the beginning potentially. But getting yourself on there and posting at the bare minimum, like I always say, do what you're comfortable with. So if it's you getting actual professional photos done and you posting those those photos throughout your feed, that's going to be really really beneficial. Or if you're, if you're comfortable doing reels and just doing like the lip syncing videos, or you want to just post about your life, maybe you're not comfortable posting your physical self yet. That's okay. But we want to start working up into you actually showcasing yourself, showcasing your life. Um, that's a really big piece as well. I talk about this so much in my online course creation program where I teach educators and coaches and people, you know, aspiring educators and coaches, how to create online courses. And this is the big, this is one of the biggest, biggest pieces. You need to work your way up so that you're able to be like, you're the star of your social media where you're on there and people are expecting to see your face every day. They want to see your stories. They want to know what you're up to as annoying or as much as you feel like you don't matter and that people don't care they care. Like it, it creates this form of such trust, such likability. It's going to do so much more for your business than you probably ever thought imaginable. Basically, again, using that, that term, becoming the star of your social media, people are going to remember you. And that I think is the biggest thing when we are on social media and there's so many different platforms, you want to be remembered. You want people to think, oh yeah, that's what Emily teaches or that's what Emily does. That's what she offers. She, she looks good. I like what she, what she's talking about. And I used to, again, like even with my, how I said I had to look perfect when it came to my house and my, my life, my situation, I always had to make sure everything was edited. I wanted to like post these pictures. I wouldn't take pictures of my house because I have not lived in like an ideal you know, gorgeous house that we've seen online over, you know, over the years, every house that I've lived at, like we honestly, before we bought our house, we were, we found like a place with a very, very affordable rent, which like we had a very cute house and I loved where we lived, but it definitely wasn't this, you know, it definitely wasn't like picture perfect. And so I never posted about my house. You can imagine how hard that was. I was doing, I was a health coach at the time or I was, you know, practicing health coaching alongside of my lashing career. And in health coaching, we talk a lot about recipes and fruit, food. I never posted anything in my kitchen because I didn't have the ideal countertop. But then now it's been years later. And as I've practiced this, practiced this and I've gotten more comfortable, 
my house, if you guys follow me on social media, my house is literally in disarray right now. Like we bought this, you know, it's a semi-decent sized house. It had everything we wanted. Um, and it was on half an acre and it backs onto farmland and it had a shop. Like it had everything that we wanted, but the house needed a lot of work. Structurally, it's a great, amazing house, but it had gone through tenants and people, you know, renovating, like just doing little renos and it's had like a lot of additions. So it's kind of like a funky house, but going through this renovation, I wanted to make this very known. I wanted my audience to see what it is that I have going on. And I have people, that's my biggest request that I receive now. People are like obsessed with knowing what's going on with my house. Like if I don't post an update for a couple of days, people are like, okay, like what's going on? Any updates? And I'm like so transparent, transparent with people. I'm totally going to talk about the cost. Like we're literally doing everything ourselves. It's very DIY. And I'm going to talk about the cost of our kitchen and all those things at the end that once the kitchen's done, because it's it's me, I'm being transparent and I, I love to share things like that and give people inspiration in their lives. But you guys, like I'm posting pictures. My house is a disaster. Like the half of the floor is ripped out. I'm living in this. It's been a little bit wild, but I'm still showcasing and sharing this with it to my audience and it's creating trust and likability. And the thing is, is people then realize that you are a person. You're not just somebody hiding behind a camera and trying to make everything perfect. I am a person. It all, it also does this really, really cool thing by posting about your life where you're not necessarily just creating an audience. Well, and while an audience is like, that's amazing. Audiences are great but you're creating a community where you're creating this, this space where people feel comfortable to reach out to you. They want to support you on your mission. So when we're posting sometimes about your perfection life and you're a multimillionaire, like that's all great and fine and dandy. But when you're posting these realistic things that you're like, you're showing somebody that they're supporting your dream by purchasing from you, you're helping, you know, build the kitchen. You're helping support them in their day-to-day life. You're, you're a, you know, putting food on their table. And there's something to be said. I always said that I was like, oh, you know, like I'm just like an average person on social media, but it does. It creates this thing where people want to buy from you. It's just realistic. And then another really big thing here as well is you want to really, really love what it is that you are selling. And I think that I understand because I remember being really uncomfortable with my health coaching offer. I was really uncomfortable with my lash services when I first started because I wasn't that good. And I didn't have, you know, I love this saying, I heard it from Manifestation Babe as I went through one of her programs and she talks about, it stuck with me, this little quote, confidence comes from small wins. And I think that there's this huge misconception that we believe that we need to have confidence before we start something. And that's absolutely not true. True. Of course, you're not going to have confidence in something you've never done before. So you need to, again, take that messy action, work through things. And then through that messy action, that's when these little wins are going to happen, these small wins, and then you're going to get more and more confident over time. So if you're newer in your business or you feel like you haven't figured it out yet, and you're still struggling with those limiting beliefs and stuff, like there is a light at the end of the tunnel, but we're always just growing. We're all evolving. The limiting beliefs and the, the struggles that I had, the uh, you know, when I first started both of my businesses, even 
three of my businesses that I've and the changes that I've had in my businesses, my struggles and my mindset have just changed and evolved. We're always going up, but there's still there's still things that I need to work through. They're just on a different level and opening myself up to a different level of success and being seen on a different level. Like it it really is difficult, but you honestly just have to trust the process. So if you're somebody in those beginning stages of your business, like you just you just have to do. And that's something I actually tell myself on a day-to-day basis as well as things change in my business. I still have to get online and I still have to show my face and talk about what it is that I'm offering. So when you love what you have to offer, when you're like, yeah, this is the shit. And I know that I'm actually going to use my online course creation program for an example. I know that somebody going through my program, I know that they're going to leave with everything that they need to create an amazing offer, an amazing online offer, whether that's an online course, an ebook, I teach both within the program, whatever that person's dream is to start selling digital products, they're safe in my hands. I know that and I'm confident in that. When I did my first round of online course creation, I was kind of like, holy fuck, I actually was asked to create the program. I had somebody reach out to me and she's like, I want to do what you're doing. Can you create this? So myself being a manifesting generator, if you have no idea what I mean by a manifesting generator, that's totally fine. But with manifesting generators, we actually have a gut response where then we need to go ahead and we need to decide if we want to go ahead and pursue something or not. We can literally feel it in our gut. We're responding to something that we are asked to do. And I was like, okay we're going to do this. And even my second round of online course creation, I still had things come up where I was like, oh my God. And now I feel like such a badass. And so I'm just so excited and, you know, I can answer all these questions, but there was limiting beliefs that came up for me too. That I was like, oh my God, can I even teach people how to do this? And then over the duration of the programs, I've been able to help students. And as they go through the programs and I've been able to answer them their questions and walk them through things. And then I'm like, fuck yeah, I know what I'm doing and I'm helping. I know what I'm doing and I'm helping people in really, really big ways. So that confidence was built over time. So of course I have a couple of tips and tricks for you for just learning how to work through this shit because I get it. It's scary to put yourself out there. It's scary. It's embarrassing. It's cringy. Like I totally, you're preaching to the choir. I get it. But there's a lot of things that you can do that is very affordable or free. And that's going to help you to be able to move through all of these emotions. So I personally have fallen in love with tapping recently. It's like fresh on my mind because I just bought the book. It's called The Tapping Solution. Oh my God, it's such a good one. And I have watched so many YouTube videos with Brad Yates. Uh, Again, I don't really watch YouTube, but Brad Yates, I love his stuff. He has amazing tapping practices. It's called EFT tapping. It's literally a magic solution for you if you're struggling with limiting beliefs or imposter syndrome, or you feel like you just don't want to show up online, really helping yourself explore through why that is. Oh my God, like game changer. Also affirmations. Like I never really understood affirmations. I was like, oh, these are just like a stupid thing that people, that people do affirmations and telling yourself that you are successful, telling yourself people love to listen to you. 
you are amazing at everything you do. You're the best in your field and people love to be a student from you or people love to buy your products. Those are all really good, amazing, helpful, helpful things that are going to help you boost yourself into doing the things that you want to do and putting yourself out there, especially online. I'll leave this episode with this. Every single one of you listening to this episode and myself as well, we are all unique. We are all special people. No one is better than another person. People, some people are going to listen to my social media or whatever, and they're going to look at me and think that girl's not for me. And that's okay. I'm sure you guys do that online as well. And people might look at your accounts too and think some might love you, you know, some might hate you. That's okay. That's life, you guys. I remember this quote years and years and years ago. It was like, and this is actually very suiting because it's peach season where I live right now and we have the most amazing local peaches. But the quote was, you could be the most amazing, juiciest, delicious, ripe peach. And there's still going to be somebody who hates peaches. And it's so true. So that helps me just like remember to (laughs) remind myself, keep going. It's fine. I don't really get much hate, but as your accounts grow and things get bigger, especially posting on TikTok and things, um, there's going to, there's, there's definitely a place where people, you know, like to voice their opinions. (laughs) If you ever had, I've ever had a video go viral on TikTok, you probably know what I'm talking about. But as unfortunate as that is, it's definitely a good sign that you're growing, you're getting seen by more people and just, you know, it, it all helps the algorithm. (laughs) Another thing that I want to say as well is a big thing for me is I didn't want to be seen by people that I know. I was like, oh my God, what if Tom from high school sees me posting on social media and selling a product? But something that really helps me as well is Tom, I don't care what Tom's doing. I probably don't even know what Tom's doing. (laughs) Also, I don't even know anybody named Tom that I went to high school with. But just as an example, I'm doing big things that are paying my bills and that are helping me and then putting myself out there in ways that, you know, feel scary. And I don't know what Tom's doing and I don't really care what Tom's doing because Tom's not the one paying my bills. So I'm putting myself out there and I'm doing what needs to get done to have a more successful business. Also, when was the last time that I saw Tom and does Tom even matter? No, Tom probably doesn't. I think that we we hold ourselves back so much because we're so worried about what other people will think. But a lot of the time, people think what you're doing is crazy, crazy in a good way. They're going to think you're successful. Oh my God, look at what she's doing. Look at what she's selling online, especially if you're creating a business for yourself. There's, I think there's something to be said for that. Um, this, you know, this whole episode, it works as well as if you do, um, you're marketing somebody else's products or services, but there's somebody we said, if you have a business of some sort and you're putting yourself out there and you're growing your business, that is courageous. And you are doing amazing, amazing things, whether you think that or not. All right, you guys, that is the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend, post it on your social media, tag me in it. I love seeing when you guys are watching, where you're watching. The internet is such a crazy, cool thing. Whether you hate it or you love it, it's amazing to see. It's honestly everything that you do, everything you put out, whether it's a podcast episode or a reel or a TikTok, whatever. It has the potential to be seen 
literally throughout the world. It is mind-boggling. I have had students from all over the world for my programs. It is insane. So as much as you hate the internet or whatever, if you do, it's an amazing way to be seen and put yourself out there, showcase your personality and allow yourself to be seen. Okay. I'll see you guys next Wednesday. Goodbye.